Hello and welcome to this episode of HBCU. I'm your host, D. Brown, CEO. Joining me on the show today is a Mississippi power couple, Roy and Kanisha Smith, making their way to HBCU via Tougaloo College. Welcome to HBCU. I'm glad to have y'all. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. So I know that you all met at Tougaloo College. And before we get there and, and get to the meeting, because we want to hear about that as well. Uh, Kanisha, I'm going to start with you. So how did you land at Tougaloo College? I always wanted to attend an HBCU. My father passed away when I was 15 and I made him a promise that I would attend an HBCU. And I applied to Tougaloo, it was the first HBCU that I applied to and got accepted. Okay, so Roy, what, what about you? How did you uh, choose uh, Tougaloo? Well, I'm a Jackson uh, native born and raised. I grew up uh, probably less than five miles of Tougaloo. Spent a bunch of summers at Tougaloo, including NYSP, um, uh, also summer science program. So Tougaloo was always a uh, kind of a, a ground where I grew up and kind of nurtured me along. And uh, once I got a chance to uh, go to the summer science program, at the time I wanted to be a doctor. Uh-huh. And uh, I had scholarship offers uh, and Tougaloo just uh, gave me more money at the last minute. So ended up in Tougaloo. Okay. So now, Kanisha... Uh, do you remember your freshman year uh, when you first made it to Tougaloo? What do you what do you remember about those first days on campus? Those first days on campus was was filled with um, fraternities and sororities welcoming individuals. Um, and my advisor was welcoming. I just remember it having a family like atmosphere. OK. Roy, what about you? Um. My freshman year was uh, like I was at home. Like I said, I was born and raised there. Yeah. And, uh, my, my high school was, you know, two streets over almost, you know. So there was a lot of people from Jackson there too. So it was like a, going from junior high to high school. Uh, now it was high school to college with a lot of people that I knew. So I felt at home. And I could always go home and wash clothes if you wanted to. Or, yeah. Uh, go home and cook meals. So I was... No, way enough, but still at home, so it was, it was very good. Now, of course, there are several HBCUs in the state of Mississippi. Uh, what make Tougaloo uh, stand out above the rest? What, what make it special? The academic excellence. Um, at the education program at Tougaloo was five years when I was there, and I can honestly say my time there prepared me for being an educator. Um, there was no climate or no atmosphere that I could not function well in. And I felt like I was truly prepared. Uh, Roar, was there uh, anything about Tougaloo that in your mind just make it stand out from other HBCUs? Anything special? Um, in reference to uh, schools in Mississippi, I often joke with my friends, uh, SWAT schools or whatever, and say, well, we got so many people in the NFL, the NBA. Uh, y'all don't have uh, sports. You know, y'all just got uh, baseball or whatever. And I said, well, typically we uh, make doctors and lawyers while other schools <laughs> make uh, football players. So, uh, you know, uh, probably I think it last time I, I, I read about a research or seen anything, but um, – over 50% of uh, all doctors, black doctors and lawyers in the state of Mississippi graduated from Tougaloo. Uh, Impressive so like, statistics, yeah. We make, we make doctors and lawyers, you know, while others make uh, 
uh, NFL and NBA players. Okay. (laughs) Now, one of the things that we always hear uh, when we have guests that attend HBCUs, uh, there's always uh, this feeling of family and camaraderie uh, that's different than attending uh, most PWIs. Uh, talk to me about campus life at, at Tougaloo, uh, fraternity, sororities. I know both of you all uh, became members of fraternity and sororities, so I'll let you kind of spill the bean on that y- yourselves. But uh, So talk to me about that aspect of Tougaloo. Uh, for me, I'm a uh, lady of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and um, we are so close. Just this past weekend, I was with um, fellow um, AKAs on the coast. It's just um, that closeness and that bond that we have. Um, the process was one that was warm and welcoming. Um, like I said, I wouldn't take anything for my education and, and my time at Tougaloo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think the, the most important thing, what I enjoyed about Tougaloo is the nurturing atmosphere. You know, a, a lot of times, you know, kids come to college and especially going to a big PWI school where, you know, you're just a number. At yeah. Tougaloo, you know, you know, you have small classes and mm-hmm. professor actually knows your name and investing you, you know, sometimes, you know, it takes time for uh, kids to mature away from home. So it kind of gives you an opportunity to grow up. Right. And right. You, know, you might not have that opportunity at PWI because, hey, if you slip up, they don't care if you, you know, if you make it or not. You know, you're just a number. But uh, I think that was very important. Uh, and I love that about Tougaloo. And as far as uh, the camaraderie, I still have friends outside of my fraternity uh, that I've been knowing and dealing with since some science programs. So it's, you know, 25, 20, you know, a whole yeah. bunch of years, you know, go right. way, way back. Uh, and uh, sometimes that's not, that doesn't happen you know, with other schools right. and uh, PWIs or whatever. Uh, so that's a big thing. And of course, I, I'm a Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Um, Jump Row initiated in 1996, so I got a bunch of years in the fight as well. And, and I tell you that that was a that was a, a big. I mean, I enjoyed myself. <laughs> I just say I enjoyed myself. Yeah, what <laughs> change for the world, man? Right. So, as far as uh, faculty, staff, you know, employees there uh, on campus, are there mm-hmm. any that kind of stand out to you that you have memories of that either mentor you or help you along the way? And if so, tell me about about them. Dr. Anderson in the education department was known for being this tough individual. She was tough because she truly cared about us and wanted us to excel. And um, during my, my last year there, we all went to eat uh, and I was so surprised <laughs> because she could let her hair down and she was like, you all have made it. Um, so I would say Dr. Anderson, she really pushed us in that education uh, department to learn as much as we we, we could uh, so we could nurture children and give them uh, a bright future. What about you, Roy? Any any memorable? memorable uh... Yeah, I got a couple of them, man. I got a couple of them, uh... I was a political science major uh, slash uh, business minor. Um, most familiar uh, for me would probably be uh, Professor Knight, and he was of English. And uh, Kanisha and I had Professor Knight together <laughs> freshman year. <laughs> but uh, Professor Knight was a you know he was a different character. He actually worked for Muhammad Ali, 
uh, back in the day. So he had Muhammad Ali stories and Chicago stories, you know. So they, they brought stuff to life for us that we didn't see, you know, from Mississippi. You know? Right. As far as my major, I would probably say Dr. Holmes. He was uh, the head of the political science department. And he really, really would push me to, you know, outside the bounds or whatever, or boundaries of, of what I thought I could do. Because, uh, like I said, I wanted to be a doctor when I first got to Tulane, so I changed my major and uh, ended up uh, in the political science award. I was the top political science uh, student uh, in my class. Uh, he would always make fun of me because, uh, so I had a scholarship at Tulane Law School. Uh, oh, I also had the highest ill set. Yeah, uh, that part took a little whatever. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I had a scholarship with Tulane. At the last minute, I had a scholarship with Ole Miss. I ended up going to Ole Miss. He was like, "Oh, you go to Ole Miss, so you can be with that girl." He was talking about. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that proved to be true. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why I went, man. Look more money than you. <laughs> so, so tell me, how did you all end up meeting um, for the first time? What's your, what's your recollection? I want to see that they match up. <laughs> Boy, he, he, he talked about that English class. And in that class, he, he actually told me my freshman year, you're going to be my wife. Wow. And I was like, uh, no, no. <laughs> but he was very persistent. Roy, if he wants something, he works hard. He's a go-getter. He's an out-of-the-box thinker. And... He's a very hard worker. So he worked his way on into my heart. <laughs> 23 years later, we're, we're still married. <laughs> so, Roy, Roy, what do you remember about first meeting Tanisha? Something like that, man. Something. She, she, she's pretty accurate, but uh, I did tell her she was going to be my wife uh, freshman year. And uh, she had a boyfriend, high school sweetheart. But we just started dating to my junior, so it took a lot of time. <laughs> I worked, so two years <laughs> work for no date. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, got a date in junior year, and the rest is history. <laughs> so both of you all also attended Ole Miss, right? No. I went to a summer program. I was a McNair scholar after I left Tougaloo. And then I started to work for the university years down the road. Okay. And Roy, you went there for law school. Right. Um, okay. I was there from uh, 94 to, no, that's Tougaloo. 98 to 2001. Man, I tell you, you know, old, man. <laughs> so, so, so I wanted to. Go ahead, Roy. What were you saying? So, yes, yeah, so I was at Ole Miss at uh, 98 to 2001. Okay, so I want to I want to know this, uh, and Kanisha, I start with you. So, how how do you feel uh, Tougaloo prepared you for your uh, professional career? I can honestly say there are so many people who jump in and out of professions. Uh, teaching is just not they they can't handle the challenges sometimes. Um, like I said, Tougaloo gave me those skills and the tools that I need to work through any concern, any problem. Uh, as a classroom educator, I am proud to say that I didn't have discipline problems when my children entered the door. They knew that they were entering the classroom with someone who truly loved them and wanted the best for them. Uh, I feel like Tougaloo and all of the faculty and staff there helped us to realize uh, what maybe challenges to others 
will be easy for you because you have the tools to think things through and handle the tough situations. So I am, I cannot say enough wonderful things about Tougaloo. Hey, so Roy, uh, I want to kind of hear from you about just uh, Tougaloo preparing you for law school and then on to being the, the businessman that you are uh, today. Um, as stated, you know, initially when I first got to school, I wanted to be a doctor. And uh, sometimes I still think I, I want to be a doctor. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're a little too old now. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, never too old. Anyway, uh, so uh, once I changed my major and uh, kind of got focused on uh, narrowing down what I wanted to do with my life, um, Tougaloo, the pre-law program, is unmatched in the state of Mississippi, uh, like I said, prepares a bunch of lawyers. And um, that gave me the, I guess the, not say cockiness, but the, the strength to know that I could do it or do whatever I wanted to do if I put yeah. my mind to it. You know, I had a professor used to tell us, and I probably, I stopped skipping class after that. You know, people always skip class or whatever in college. And he was like, uh, Dr. Olibola, he's from Africa. He would say, I don't understand you all. He said, you know, you're paying for this, so you're robbing yourself. You know, I'm gonna get paid right. whether y'all come or not. Right. So don't come, you just, you know, just throw your money away. And you know, when I took that perspective, I was like, man, I ain't missing class, you know. <laughs> I'm doing time, you know, we do y'all gonna be doing the same thing when I get out of class. Yeah. And I apply that to life now. You know, some people say, Hey Roy, you look like you always well, I've already handled the business <laughs> was Others are still playing, and I can still play when I get through handling my business. Right. So, uh, some of those things I, I take along with me, and um, being a business minor, I always knew that uh, I wanted to work for myself or some phase or something like that. My mom used to always say when I was in high school, I may work a fast food job for two weeks or whatever. She said, well, did you give them 30 days? No, I quit. She said, you, you got to burn the bridge. Like, well, I don't plan on going back to Popeye's. So, <laughs> you know, so I, I kind of developed uh, a long time ago that uh, the, the thing, of, you know, if I give you the power to feed me, then you got the power to starve me as well. Yeah. So, I try to keep multiple streams of income. I learned it from business uh, at Tougaloo, so I learned a lot of stuff at Tougaloo, man. <laughs> hey, so, Kanisha, I want to ask you this question. Uh, why do you think it's uh, it should, it's important that, uh, you know, people of color continue to support and attend uh, HBCUs? Oh, it's so important. Um, our children have to see us and what behind those doors, uh, all the life lessons that occur. Um, like Ross said, there are so many things. When I think back to uh, my time at Tougaloo um, that helped to shape me into the woman I am, um, that hard work ethic, um, that sense of pride, um, all of those things had a huge impact on my life. And I felt like if I... For our children, we have said, you no, know, uh, education at an HBCU is priceless mm -hmm. um, and needed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roy, what do you think? 
Well, uh, matter of fact, too, we have a discussion now. Two losing Romans down, mm-hmm. um, like historical numbers, and I mean it's important to keep our HBCU door open. I mean, and uh, a lot of kids don't understand that you know uh, these HBCUs are here because at some time ago you weren't able to go to those schools. Those opportunities weren't afforded to you. Right. You know, right. it's very important that we keep these doors open to these schools. And not only keep them open, but thriving and credentialed and where it's just not, hey, I'm going here, I got a high school diploma type of college degree. But to be at the top of of the game or whatever, you know, the degree may be or, or whatever it may be, it needs to be not only open but top notch. Yeah. And continue to grow and 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 cause those schools have to be open. Got to be. So, uh, Kanisha, tell me about your professional journey after leaving uh, college. Uh, what what was your first job, and kind of take me to what you're doing now? You're gonna love this, uh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> first job was at Lyon Elementary in Clarksdale. Oh, really? Are you familiar with that school? I'm very familiar with that school. Dr. Brooks was there. Um, She gave me my first job. I always wanted to teach third grade and I got to teach third grade. Uh, It was one of the best places for me to learn um, that family sense was there. Uh, We took pride in what we were doing and I enjoyed that. And so after I left, Hold on, let me talk about that. D, let me tell you this, man. Before, before I forget. So, she was at Lyon Elementary. That was our first year uh, being married. My second year in law school. We lived in Batesville. She okay. didn't have a job So, I would drive her to Clarksdale. Yes. Drive all the way to Oxford to school. Yes. And drive back and pick up at Lyon and drive back to Batesville. That's a good husband. Oh, Batesville. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so we, we made that work. We graduated from school. We moved to Jackson. And, and in Jackson, I taught at Watkins Elementary. I taught kindergarten there. And then I went on to teach uh, in Madison County School, second grade. And then when we moved to North Mississippi, I started to work for the University of Mississippi in the Barksdale Reading Institute, uh, all while pursuing a master's and a specialist uh, degree. And uh, now I am pursuing a doctoral degree from William Carey University, uh, and I'm working for DeSoto County Schools and also consulting. I feel like I have I have gone around in a full circle <laughs> uh, in order to help the children of Mississippi. I am so invested. Some people have asked, why won't you move? Uh, I love our state. I love the children here and the families here, and I want the best for them. Uh, we, too, deserve, our babies deserve a bright future. So I, I work as diligently as I can to ensure uh, that they have a seat at the table and a fair one. Yeah. So, uh, Kanisha, you mentioned your graduate degrees. So where did you get your master's um, degree from? In your special? From Mississippi College. Mississippi College. And so uh, were there any distinct uh, differences between attending, say, Mississippi College and Tougaloo from the standpoint point of just the whole experience? Uh, Mississippi College was still a small um, Christian school, uh, but that that difference was um, 
that small family at Tougaloo, like Roy said, I was known. My professors, they knew my name. If I was uh, having difficulty or I had questions, uh, they were there. And I, in Mississippi College, it was it was like that, too. But the degree of it was different at Tougaloo. Yeah. Uh, Tougaloo, I, I was I was priority number one. So, Roy, <laughs> what was the difference between uh, attending law school at Ole Miss and being in that collegiate environment versus Tougaloo? Uh, I would say being from Jackson and, uh, of course, Jackson's majority uh, minority black uh, city or whatever, uh, besides, I guess, maybe kindergarten, going to Ole Miss was my first time going to school with uh, others outside of black race or so white people, or whatever. And um, so it wasn't, I guess, a shop, but kind of sort of a shop. A yeah. bit. Uh, but what I remember is like the maybe in the first couple of days, law school orientation or whatever. And it's all of us first, first year students there. And I was an Eastern Scholar, so it was on the six Eastern Scholars at uh, Ole Miss at that time. It was like the top scholarship. Or whatever. Anyway. So at that time, uh, there was a big talk, and they were talking about uh, diversity. We had a black uh, dean at the time as well. Anyway, we're talking about diversity, and some of the white students, you know, they were voicing their opinion. Well, I think some of these students don't, uh, black students don't supposed to be here, you know, hand out affirmative action, this, that, and the other, or whatever. And, uh, you know, I was just looking up, pay attention, looking, looking up, and, uh, you know, I just ended up getting up, getting up and leaving because I feel like he wasn't talking to me because my LSAT school was much higher than the average, and I'm an Eastern scholar. But what I did was I did pick out those those people who were doing all that chatter, and I said, I'm going to make sure I'm going to whoop you and show you that I deserve to be here. Right. So that came from my Tougaloo knowing that I know what I know. Yeah. You give it yeah. to me. I earned it. So right. let's fight for it. <laughs> you know so. Yeah. Uh, this uh, I've been living my life ever since, man. So, Roy, tell me about your current business, uh, your restoration business. So, um, I got involved with restoration uh, by way of doing insurance adjusting. Uh-huh. Go out and uh, you know measure properties and write the estimate or whatever. And I see these uh, water restoration guys, service masters, those type of companies come in, and uh, they basically looking at and writing the estimate like I am, but they're doing this work just tearing up stuff, and, you know, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000, you know, profit margin, almost half of it. Yeah. So I did, I said, I need to find out how I can get involved with this, you know, so that's how I got there, man, and uh, actually uh, taking my contractor license now to um, expand and, and grow, so that's the, that's the plan. Okay. So um, I want to, as we get ready to wind the show down, uh, I want to just hear from you all, uh, just in your own words. Uh, what do you think that we can do uh, as a uh, community of color, people of color, to better support HBCUs? I feel like alumni must give back. Mm-hmm. We have to have a seat at the table and voice um, things that need to be improved and on our campuses. Um, make sure that we are communicating with students and advocating in our own communities for um, students to attend. Uh, I don't remember 
our 19 year old saying that he had a large number of HBCUs at the school fair at his at his school. And so we have to have uh, we have to be out and um, be vigilant about giving back and then our children attending HBCUs and knowing that what what they have available and that they are present. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Roy, what about you? Well, like you said, you know, the, the grass grows where you water it. And if you love the HBCU, uh, people need to give back and help fund stuff and uh, and be visual or visible in the community. Mm-hmm. As far as, like you said, the, the career fairs or whatever, but uh, just being visible and letting students know that this is an option. It's not a bad option. You know? Right. Right. I th- of, go ahead, bro. It's not, kind of like what Dion was saying, but you know, know what happened with that. But uh, you know, you don't have to go to a PWI to be successful. Is right. what we have to also preach in our community and celebrate those students. Okay, they got thirty two on the on the uh, ACT of thirty three, and they got admitted to Howard, I mean uh, Harvard, and whatever those schools. What about being admitted to Spelman or Morehouse as being the top prize? You know, instead of making this PWI right. the top. Right. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I want to close the show out by by, uh, presenting both of you guys with uh, our HBCU uh, Lifetime Achievement Award for your continued commitment to the success of historically black colleges and university and for your uh, successful careers and all that you've done to support HBCUs. And so I really appreciate you all taking time to be on the show. Uh, We'll be getting these awards in the mail to you all. And uh, I look forward to seeing you all in person real soon. To my viewers, thank you for watching this episode of HBCU. I'm your host, D. Brown CEO. And remember, without you, there's no me.